worrying is like a rocking chair. It has the appearance that you're getting something done. But you can rock all day, stand up, you're still in the same place. You burn some calories, but you didn't get anywhere. Why do you worry? And how much of that sadness and depression is a part of the worry process? Being both sides. Worry creates depression, depression creates worry. Beyond politics and above religion, a moral authority exists known globally as the ageless wisdom. It's the study of consciousness, the mystery of awareness, which cannot be measured, yet will not be denied. This podcast from Michael Benner's Wisdom of the Soul class features weekly lessons in metaphysics, mysticism, and esoteric philosophy. Those who attend live and free of charge on Zoom may also participate in group meditation and Q&A. Register for our newsletter at michaelbenner.com. Welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School with Michael Benner. Well, good morning and uh, welcome to Wisdom of the Soul, brought to you by the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. You'll find us more easily by Googling or searching Ageless Wisdom Mystery School than Wisdom of the Soul. This Zoom class, Wisdom of the Soul, is one of a number of things I do through the name Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. It started out 14 years ago, believe it or not, as a podcast. We've got about, I think, 540 audio podcasts streaming. Help yourself. They're all free and, of course, ad-free as well on a variety of topics, Um, mostly centered on metaphysics and mysticism, meditation and mindfulness, and I guess all words that begin with the letter M. I'm happy to be here. Today's my uh, anniversary, and so uh, Doreen and I are going to be celebrating We've already begun. <laughs> she made me a nice cup of tea. So I'm in a very good mood and ready to tackle what today is going to be really a challenging topic. This is really a powerful uh, concept. And not that it's difficult. It's really pretty simple. But most of us are just completely oblivious to, and I'll say it this way, the reason we find it so difficult to feel as if we're in control in our lives, in control of anything. And there is a single fundamental mistake that we make that uh, I'll describe for you here before we do the opening meditation. It's simply that we're so survival-oriented in driven by fear and foolishness, uh, ignorance, and unawareness, whatever we don't know, that's what fear is, a feeling of uncertainty and just not understanding things, that we obsess on the world around us rather than on ourselves. We seek to control the world, but self-control is something we rarely consider. We want to change the world. Rarely does it 
come to our attention that we could change ourselves as a way of changing the world. But maybe you don't even need to change the world if you work on yourself. We're aware of other people and situations, but have little interest in self-awareness or what that even means. We have these ancient platitudes from uh, East, Middle East, and, and West about uh, know thyself, but we're much more interested in figuring out other people and, again, controlling other people. So we're going to talk today about enlightened self-interest. This is not self-centered, selfish self-interest. This is a balanced, self-aware, enlightened self-interest. It's the order of things to recognize that we're not separate from anything. We're part of a unified field. You can't have light without shadow. You can't have a outside of you without there being an inside of you. Just like you can't be a purchaser and buy things if there isn't someone to sell them. These are inextricable, yet we divide in our mind this from that, either or, all or nothing, and go about trying to cover the world with leather so we don't injure our feet when it would be so much simpler just to wear sandals. So we're going to find control today and talk about how to be mindful of, well, first of all, when we get off track, when we slide into that rut of fixating on our apparent need to control or influence or persuade or seduce or threaten other people to manage circumstances. Do you have any idea how much of our pain and suffering and frustration comes from the repeated attempt to control things outside of us? The belief that life happens to you. Here's a thought. Maybe nothing in life happens to you. Maybe life happens, and you're taking it personally. Life happens, and you got in the way. <laughs> if it doesn't rain on your parade, it just rained. If you happen to be having a parade or a picnic at the time, or you were golfing or playing uh, tennis or pickleball, and you're bummed out because it rained, it's not a bad rain. It's just rain. Stop judging it. And uh, roll with it. Resist nothing. These are some of the ideas that we're going to talk about today. It's major. I mean, it's simple. But the impact on your life, when you learn to roll with it, stop judging, stop needing to change the world, and ignoring the opportunities that you have, to change yourself, to grow yourself, not just random change, not just lateral change, but growthful, unfolding evolution, progressive change. 
know thyself. Again, there's no great wisdom ever handed down. Know other people. Figure them out so that you can control them and buy them off and threaten them and manipulate them, and then you'll be happy. But uh, <laughs> no, it's know thyself. And yet, what's more frightening? What's more terrifying? That's one of the things that's exceptional about women and men like you who come to a class like this, is that you're willing to confront what you have yet to figure out about yourself. That's courageous. It really is, as uh, Joseph Campbell called it, the hero's journey. Let's do an opening meditation, okay? So get comfortable in your chairs or wherever you happen to be sitting on a sofa, cross-legged on a bed, meditation pillow. Open your eyes now, wide awake, back in the room, feeling fine, rested, refreshed. Maybe stretch a little bit. Maybe stomp your feet. Make sure your spirit's back in your body. <laughs> or you could even jump up and down and shout hallelujah. It's fine with me. <laughs> feeling better than before thank you come on back welcome if you're not able to join us live on a given Sunday the entire video with meditation and Q&A is on YouTube again search Ageless Wisdom Mystery School and would you click subscribe whether it's a audio podcast or the video on YouTube, when you click subscribe, that's not just some ego hit for me. Um, well, it is that too, <laughs> but moreover, it elevates where we uh, occur in keyword searches. When people start looking for this kind of programming, you know, the keywords, the meta tags that we use are ubiquitous they're found everywhere so you know peace of mind somebody googles or meditation or self-awareness and there's uh 40, programs with that keyword search well they're prioritized based on the number of subscribers and we're getting close to 500 subscribers i have 400 and i think 430 or so on youtube and um, we have about 40,000 subscribers to the audio uh, podcast because it's been around, as they say, for 13 or 14 years with hundreds and hundreds of programs. But when we get to 500 subscribers on YouTube, then YouTube will begin to push it out, promote it in those suggested uh, videos on the right side of your screen when you go to YouTube. Like, if you like this, maybe you'll like this. So, uh, I appreciate it. And leave a review. Leave a comment. They always say, subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. Uh, same thing with the uh, audio podcast. If you can leave a little review, Apple Podcasts does reviews. That's still the biggest podcast uh, platform, Spotify is right up there with Apple. I think about 80% of podcasts listens 
come through one or the other of those, Apple or Spotify. But uh, there's also uh, a player called Podchaser that encourages ratings and reviews. Really helps out. Really helps out. Same with my book. If you've enjoyed my book, Fearless Intelligence, and have yet to leave a review, man, uh, it doesn't, just three sentences, you know, an honest, sincere review of the book, that really drives our rating in keyword searches and helps other people find it. So not to dwell on that, but often doesn't occur to people that uh, on our end as programmers, as content creators, we really have to to be aware of that kind of marketing nonsense. I hate having to care about it. I'm not really interested in it, but it's, it's got to be mentioned. It's got to be done. So thanks. Thanks very much for that. So in the preface to the meditation and during the meditation, in the newsletter announcing the topic for this week, we're talking about searching for and finding control in our lives. And when I say it's really quite simple, stop looking outside to control the world. It's where our eyes go. It's where our senses are focused. Because our senses were primarily developed as a survival mechanism, a way of finding food and avoiding danger. That's what the senses are for. You do have, for every physical sense and sensation, a corresponding inner sense. We just, we, we just don't use them, at least not very often. And when we do, we're often scared off. The philosopher Blaise Pascal, who said uh, the, the core of uh, all human problems lies in the inability of an individual to sit quietly in a room alone with their thoughts and feelings. That's a paraphrase, but that, that's basically, you want to know why you're troubled? Why are you depressed? Because you're thinking depressing thoughts and generating feelings of melancholy and depression and sadness that tend to foster more depressing thoughts. We worry. Depression is anxiety, in case you hadn't noticed. I should be quick to add that technically there are other types of depression. Uh, depression can be a symptom of a medical issue. I think I read once thyroid issues can lead to one of the symptoms of some hypo or hyperthyroidism can be a feeling of depression. You see this senator from Pennsylvania, John Fetterman, he had a stroke and it put him in deep depression. And he said, well, he survived the stroke and he became a U.S. senator. What's he got to be depressed about? Well, it's not psychological so much as physiological. Again, that, <laughs> one more example of where there may appear to be a separation an emotional feeling in your body versus a physical feeling in your body, but there's no separation. Repressed emotions 
can manifest as physical illness. My God, especially back pain, neck, shoulder, back. So much of that is psychosomatic. And there's some indication that uh, heart disease, diabetes, cancer have personality profiles. It's not the sole factor. It's a contributing factor. Disease doesn't mean that uh, I'm not saying there's no such thing as bacteria and viruses and genetic predispositions. I'm just saying awareness, consciousness, your thought patterns, your belief systems, they weaken the immune system. And so we call illness generically dis-ease, suggesting that good health, mental, emotional, and physical, spiritual too, for that matter, good health comes from being at ease. Not all stress is distress. There is good stress. It's called eustress, E-U stress, good stress, psyching up, you know, preparing for the performance. It's exciting. Good stress is exciting. Oh, boy. But after a certain point, once you go past the top of that bell curve (laughs) and you keep adding stress, now it becomes distressful. And you go down the right side of that slope. Distress, dis-ease. But this whole idea that life happens to you begins, I think, with the appearance of our emotions having been done to us, that we're a victim of our emotions. We're less likely to feel like we're a victim of our thinking. But to be a victim of your emotions, and of course in a physical sense to be a victim if somebody threatens you, or with doesn't pay you, rip you off, stiffs you, or otherwise threatens you, or is just nasty and mean and and insulting. Again, there's no separation here either between the mental, emotional, the physical, the world around you, and the spiritual, which embraces it all. But we create the subject-object split as if life is being done to us. And I'm over here just ducking and dodging and poor, poor, pitiful me. And all I can do is struggle and fight back. Fight back against what? A video game of your own imagination? First-person shooter game? You've made your life into a first-person shooter game? Well, it can be exciting. But mostly it's just painful. Life happens. It doesn't happen to you. Look, I have to be aware of this too. I'm not like some guru that is above all of this and never feels like I've been victimized. I assure you, there are many, Asterine, there are many times in my life where I play poor, poor, pitiful me at least for a few minutes before I recover and say, relax, Michael, take a breath. That's the old model. 
things will work out. Do what you need to do and let it go. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It has the appearance that you're getting something done. But you can rock all day, stand up, you're still in the same place. You burned some calories, but you didn't get anywhere. Why do you worry? And how much of that sadness and depression is a part of the worry process? Again, both sides. Worry creates depression. Depression creates worry. So again, there, there, there is such a thing as also not, not just a, a depression from a certain medical conditions. There's also a genetic predisposition. Sometimes you inherit um, the tendency to be easily depressed physiologically. But having said that, the vast majority of depression in the world is anxiety. Ask yourself, how long does it last? If it lasts more than a couple of days, two or three days, that's, that, that's a typical period of depression. Feeling blue, feeling funky, melancholy, feeling sorry for yourself. There's something addictive about it. There's an odd comfort in the discomfort I guess it's just familiarity. It's not that discomfort is comfortable. It's not that you enjoy being depressed. It's just so familiar. Oh, my friend, depression. Oh, my friend, pain. This is my story. Who can I tell my story to? About how difficult my life is. And how these people are treating me so unfairly. There's no responsibility in that, and everybody does it. Yeah, me too. The secret is how quickly can we recover? How quickly, by developing through deep relaxation and study and mindfulness, an expanded awareness that allows us to more quickly recognize what we're doing to ourselves. Anytime we try to find control out there. To influence or persuade, to threaten, to bully. <laughs> to bully other people. You don't like to be bullied. Why bully? Well, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. You got to stand up for yourself. Here's one I like. I, I'm not going to let them get away with that. Really, you're not? Who puts you in charge of making sure somebody doesn't, quote, get away with it? <laughs> really? Judge, jury, prosecutor? If you understand karma, nobody ever got away with anything. The very just universe, it's just... So much of it is, it's like an iceberg. So much of it is submerged. You may think that iceberg that you see on the horizon is huge, but 90% of it is submerged. So it is with karma and life in general. You have to develop your awareness to see below the surface, understand the connection, leave it, leave it to the universe, leave it to the fates, 
Leave it to providence. Leave it to God. You're a religious person. It'll work out. They'll figure it out sooner or later. Maybe not in this lifetime. But why make that your mission in life, to go around fixing other people? What do we need from other people, and why do we need anything from other people? I mean, I don't want to be ridiculous about this. There is commerce. We're not all growing our own food. We have supermarkets. I'm not generating my own electricity, thank God. I don't have to source the natural gas, fortunately. I don't have to build a car on my own. So I need some income to pay the utilities, to buy the car, to pay for the insurance, which is required by law, to pay the taxes on the land upon which you live. So there is that relationship that we have with other people. Indeed, I'm arguing that we're all connected. There's only one thing at work here. I'm talking about the inappropriate need to manage or control other people. And we find it so exhausting and so difficult and so frustrating. And we wear ourselves down and depress ourselves because of our inability to do that. Well, what if we stop doing that? Stop seeing life as something that happens to you, that's done to you. And a good place to begin is to recognize that your emotional feelings are not done to you. Your life is not about the stimulus, it's about the response. Again, your ability to make a choice is your responsibility. In his classic book, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, a German psychiatrist who, uh, because he was a Jew, ended up in a concentration camp in Germany in uh, World War II, Hitler era. It's a wonderful book. He talks about having lost everything except his freedom to choose. And then he pondered that for a while. And in the book, there's a famous line, really a quotable quote, that between stimulus and response, there is a space. Now, for most of us, it only lasts for an instant. It's a very constricted, very tiny little space between what happens to us, the stimulus, and the response, which is usually a reaction and often quite reflexive, that is, without thought, without consideration. But what he's saying is, in that space, if we open it up, that space between stimulus and response, that we can be at choice. And the thread that runs through all of those choices, all of those options, is shifting from, I need to control the stimulus, to I could choose not only my response, but my perspective, 
my attitudes, my beliefs. I can expand my awareness and have more choices, more responses to choose from, and then initiate a response that is for the greater good of all concerned, including me, of course. I'm part of the greater good of all concerned. Not a sacrifice to care about your impact on other people. You don't give up any self-interest to work for the greater good. But it's like a 180. It's like, stop trying to control what's happening to you. You can't control the weather. But you can look out the window and say, it's, <laughs> this looks a little cloudy. Maybe I'll take an umbrella and a sweater with me today. That's the secret. Could it really be that simple? And now look at every area in your life where you suffer. This is just so huge. Look at all the areas in your life where you're depressed, where you're frustrated, where you tend to get angry, where other people hurt you. Everything in your life that is not, oh boy, golly gee, far out, awesome, wonderful, <laughs> cool, groovy. Yes, I'll say groovy. And look at how you either created it or contributed to it. If you can't take full responsibility for creating your life, then begin by looking at your contribution to it. And the extent to which it comes from your need to control other people and the world around you, events and circumstances, situations, as well as relationships. Stop it. This is discussed at length in Buddhism in the Four Noble Truths, only it's called the desire nature. So Buddha taught that all of the suffering comes from desiring things to be other than they are. And I'm saying, yeah, another way of looking at that is all of your suffering comes from trying to control what you cannot control. Look, if it's a stimulus, first of all, it's already happened to you. So if it's already happened, how much control are you going to have? Well, maybe I could prevent it from happening again. Okay. But it's like the law and order people on the right who always want more police to stop crime. How do police stop crime? You don't call them. They don't even get involved until the crime's already been committed. <laughs> Well, we need to put more people in jail. Are you kidding? There's 195 nations in the world. We are 5% of the world. And of all those nations, we put more of our people in prison per capita than any other nation in the world. We've already locked everybody up and still there's crime. That's the problem with... Broadcast news and, uh, well, print news for that matter, the internet. It's not an accurate picture, and it makes you feel like a victim of a life that you have no control over. And so again, we obsess even more on the stimulus, what's happening to me, what's done to me. 
and the people that are doing it who need to be locked up or self-deport, whatever. My country, love it or leave it. No, it's mostly men shooting their wives, women shooting their husbands, kids getting a hold of daddy's gun and blowing away their baby brother. Check it out. You don't have to believe me. 85% of crime is domestic. A violent crime is domestic. If somebody's going to, that's true for property crime too. If somebody's going to steal something, it'll usually be from someone they know. Someone broke in your house while you were away. How'd they know you were away? Right. Yeah, it might have been a stranger, but odds are they know you. It's someone you know who stole your stuff, who broke in, who stole your car, broke into your house, whatever. I'm not going to tell you that. They want you to be afraid. <laughs> they want you to feel like a victim. They want to counsel fear. They want to promote fear. It keeps you watching the telly. If you're afraid to go outside, what are you going to do? Watch more TV. Looking for control outside. Stop it. Meditation, mindfulness, study will expand your awareness. You'll pick up sooner. Again, we all get dragged into it. Recently, I've had several occasions, one, two, three, and things come in bunches, right? The crests and the troughs, the peaks and the valleys. I had a whole bunch of things happen to me all at once a couple of weeks ago that felt like they were being done to me. We get sucked into it. The secret is how quickly can I recover and take ownership and responsibility of having created it or at the very least contributed to it and then recognizing the antidote is in how I choose to respond to it. Fix yourself, know yourself, control yourself, and recognize separation is an illusion. But you have to recognize that from the inside out, not the outside in. <laughs>